the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, it's Real Life Lending with your host, financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. Hey, good evening, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. My name is Eric Olofsky. We are celebrating our sixth year on the air. Thanks to you folks, all the listeners out there. We've continuously grown. Those of you that are new listeners, um, I've been in the corporate finance and lending industry for about 29 years now currently the vice president of Essex Mortgage, but the best part of my job is sitting across the kitchen table from you folks, helping you buy that first home, maybe that first investment property, maybe first commercial property, or or if nothing else, helping you learn from the mistakes I've made in the real estate industry and preventing you from making those same mistakes. We have a ton of ways to get a hold of us. Um, The best way is Facebook. If you're sitting in front of Facebook now, which I know most of you are, jump on, uh, type in Real Life Lending Radio. Hit um, hit like, follow us. You'll be able to listen to previous shows as well as maybe get a hold of me, text me questions, email me, maybe a show idea. Maybe you have some questions regarding a, a purchase or refinance you're involved in. Uh, my two cents is always free. And, and that's one of the things we do for everybody here. Let me kind of take a step back here. If, if you're in the middle of probably one of the largest investments you're ever going to make and you want a second look, maybe you want just another set of eyes, or maybe you just want to ask a question to somebody else that's not involved in the transaction. We do that free of charge for all of our listeners. So just give us a call. Uh, 925-203-5808. 925-203-5808 is our call-in number. And after the show, that rings directly to my cell phone. Uh, today in studio, we have Miss Jessica Couch. Hi, Jessica. Welcome back to the show. Good evening. Remind everybody who you are and what you do. Full-time realtor. I love helping folks make money with their money and um, get into multifamily, which we are still seeing a shortage of despite our, uh, our, our influx of inventory with multifamily. We're still seeing shortages. With the multifamily piece, right? Yes, yes. And that's one of the things I think that, um, you know, we had such an influx of investors. Right. When, when after the downturn and even up until this summer, I think it was just been a frenzy. Uh, and, you know, we have a lot of investors listening to the show that, that love to buy up the hill. We kind of joke around that you'll go anywhere to sell a house. Right? I will. I will indeed. Those of you that think that's a joke, uh, I know that there's listeners out there that Jessica has actually driven to Fresno. I, I will to show go to property. Fresno. Yes, it, it's it's still a decent place to get a multifamily. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that are that want Sacramento specifically um, due to location and you know being in the capital. And that's going to work better for them. But we're still seeing a, a shortage of inventory. Well, well, let me here. say that again. Okay, that's not to sell and to close on a home. That's to show a home. Showed many, it, how long does it take you to drive to Fresno? Fresno? Three and a half hours. All right, folks, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, this, this show is all about you, the consumer. I wanted a place that you guys can come and, and find out what you can do and what you can do uh, in a real estate transaction and lending. We all know that lending was turned upside down in 2010 with the implementation of Dodd-Frank. Uh, loan officers went away. Banks went away. Products went away. 
Sometimes that was a good thing. But uh, I wanted to just create this venue. So we have a ton of ways to get hold of us. I think the best way, again, is our text line. It's 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. You to put my phone on vibrate because last That's week a good idea. I forgot to do Wait that as a rookie maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, call, ask questions. This show is all about you. Um, you know, a little bit about Essex Mortgage. We've been in business 32 years. That's four or five downturns and corrections that we've right. been in business. Uh, we fund just under a billion dollars a year in residential real estate. Um, so it doesn't make us really huge. What it does allow us to do is maybe use some unique products, maybe that there aren't the mainstream. We have uh, several Alte products for ways to calculate your income if you're self-employed. We have the bank statement programs. We have a ton of those out there. So if nothing else, uh, give us a call, and uh, we'd love to help you out. Hopefully the show is enlightening you and promotes those questions. Is That's one of the things I think I'm finding, uh, Jessica, is that consumers are asking the right questions. They're, right. they're getting smarter. No, I would agree. I think we're dealing with a savvier buyer altogether, um, a well-educated savvy buyer that that was asking the right questions, right. that you know knows what you know uh, what it means to have a rate, you know, the, for the rate to adjust. They sure. understand what a buy down is. I think there's we're just dealing with a savvier person now, which is really refreshing. Where other people in the industry can't pull the wool over their eyes with you know these teaser rates sure. that we see all the time and um, you know things of that nature. Yeah, and you know there's there's you know and there's a lot of good lenders out, and I talk about the good and the bad in our industry and and you know most of the time there's some good ones out there uh but again i not get a second opinion one of the things that we'll do is is kind of give you our two cents worth and i know the same with the real estate side you know you have you know you are uh, a full service agent and you offer our listeners some special incentives Let's talk about that. I do, I do. So for sellers, we offer a 4% listing rather than 6% and we cap it at $10,000 on the listing side. Wait a minute. Ten thousand dollars. So anything so, over five. So if somebody's 000, listening and they're selling their three and a half million dollar condo mm-hmm. on the bay, you're going to cap your commission at ten grand. Cap it on the listing side at ten grand. Wow. I, I recommend that we offer the other side whatever the you know marketplace dictates, which is usually two and a half percent. But that can be a significant savings. Anything over five hundred, that's a really. And big one savings. of the things I want to note, folks, is is just because it doesn't mean you're not getting a full service agent. We do a lot of volume because we help a lot of people because of the show. And we want to create and give back to our community because we know that the market is changing. We know there's a lot of discount brokerages out there. But more importantly, we want to make sure that, again, you're making the right decision on one of the largest investments or sales you're ever going to make in your house. So how does somebody get a hold of you? Website, phone number, right off the bat? Uh, 916-532-8916. And you can see the website or sign up for properties that are not yet on the market at uh, JessCouchTeam.com. What what are you seeing these days uh, in the market? Still, still a little influx of inventory. Um, I am seeing things sit a little bit longer that are priced a little higher than they should be. So we're definitely seeing some corrections um, in the market, and I'm still seeing multiple offers on uh, multifamily units. You know, today I went out to a multifamily to look at it for an investor. It's a cash deal, and uh, I won't tell you the address, but I'll tell you I called ahead of time. They said we have seven groups of people coming through. I got out. I turned on the street. And I was like, no, wow. <laughs> we are not getting out of the car. So the fact that we have seven groups of people in a neighborhood that I, I literally wouldn't feel comfortable getting out of the car in mm-hmm. it tells me where we are with multifamily right now. It's just, it's still really competitive. Well, people are looking for cash flow. You True. Know, they're True. not looking for the quip flip anymore. They're looking for, you know, with, with rents rising in Northern California, we are one of the fastest in the nation for single family home rent increases. So that's what the savvy investor is looking for right now. They're right. not looking for the quip flip. They're looking for the long term investment. Uh, and, you know, there's a ton of articles. I'm looking at a few other on my desk. Prices are up. Sales down. Unemployment is low. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but the economy's strong, and you have to realize that here in Northern California, we are very unique. Right. We live in a very expensive real estate market. Um, and in fact, California is getting more expensive all the time, and we have wages that aren't quite in keeping the pace. I think last uh, week I mentioned an article uh, and a statistic that 40, 40 to 60% of the workers at Cisco and Google can't afford to, to, to buy a home where wow. they're working. Wow. Um, so it, it is unique. Uh, but even the Silicon Valley market, you know, is kind of mellowed down. And everybody thinks, you know, boom or correction. We talked about it last week. Are we, are we up for a correction? Are we up for a bubble? Absolutely not. I don't right, think no, I so. I would totally agree. I think we're, look, we're normalization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the corrections are homes that were priced too high to begin with. I don't think it's the market correcting. I think it is the agent correcting because the market has given them a reality check on where the pricing should have been. And that's some of the things that I'm seeing. And I wanted to get your input on that. As I'm looking at, I've got you know buyers that have been looking in the in the luxury home market, mm-hmm. I guess you would call, whether it's either in the Sacramento or Bay Area. Uh, and luxury could mean a different price point and depending on what sure. market you're at. But we're seeing, I'm seeing cur- uh, price reductions of... for some top tier agents. Right. Is it just because the market's changing? Well, I think because the market is changing and we are seeing some price corrections, um, I think that luxury market, we just have a smaller audience for it. That's always been the case. You know, where this, you know, 500,000 is a very, very popular price range, you get in something, you know, over that and Mm -hmm. we have a smaller audience. And buyer's pool is smaller. Right. Do we think that we're seeing. You know, theoretically, we see the the sales season end once kids go back to school, and my kids started last week, and I know that uh, that's pretty much throughout uh, Northern California. Everybody's almost back to school. They're going back this next week. Um, Do you think that has to do with a lot of the inventory? That are coming on the market, people are just, there's not a lot of buyers out there right now because they're focusing on, believe it or not, I'm not going to say it, getting ready for the holidays. Right. Well, no, it's true. But I am still seeing a lot of buyers that want to get in right well, now. People that didn't, they, didn't find what they wanted mm-hmm. over, the, over the previous year. And I think we are seeing interest rates just, you know, those are still volatile, right? I mean, we've seen a real influx in interest rates over the course of the year. They we are. have buyers that are like, I better do this now. I don't know where I'm going to be next year. I don't know if it makes sense to wait until next school year to make this move. And I think that's a good point. And, and those of you that have listened for a while have heard me talk about that I didn't think I was going to be in 2017 or 16 or, se- or even 18 and have interest rates in the fours. Right. You know, we are we are beyond. I think that a lot of people, especially younger folks that are out looking for a home, don't understand what a normal market looks like. I couldn't agree more. We have been completely turned upside down. And we think of financial inst- uh, ish- uh, economic events that that lead to a correction and a pretty serious correction, like whether it was the savings and loan in the eighties or it was the dot-com bubble, or it was the complete breakdown in 2000, you know, eight, nine and 10, those three instances are recent history uh, mm-hmm. in the United States. But if you go back prior to that, you know, we were seeing an uptick in market that lasted 10, 20 years right. after the war. And who knows what regular market is now? We don't have certain economic indicators that could tell you where rates are going to go. We all have a global economy. We have fear. We have politics, like I hate to talk about. But we have all these influxes that can affect our market that we really don't know what a normal market looks like in today's world. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's really going to set for, for, you know, we have buyers that are looking three plus months on a home, right? Uh, I think that's a, that's what you said we're seeing right now, right? According to uh, the stats that you pulled. And I've got some new stats. It says 55% of their continue looking for the right home uh, until one opens up in their preferred location. We have 34% of those folks that are looking, they're going to expand their search area. Mm-hmm. That's why 40% of the Zillow searches are in the Sacramento area from the Bay Area. 
Um, they're going to either accept a smaller or an older home than originally intended. I realization of what their money buys. Yeah. Right? Couldn't agree more. Uh, buy a more expensive home than originally intended. People are upping their budget. I, I would agree with that. If they can find a good home with a bigger budget, I do see folks go back and figure out a way to get gift funds and, and refinagle things to right. make it work. Yeah. And then we have 16% that are going to are actually giving up trying to find a home until next no. year. No. Don't <laughs> give up, folks. All right, folks, we're coming up on our first Blake. You're listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. We'll be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. My name is Eric. I'm here with Jessica Couch, realtor extraordinaire. Uh, again, remind everybody, our text line is 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. Uh, Jessica, I got a question here from, looks like, Madhu. Um, hey, uh, my house needs a roof. Will I have a problem selling it? The short answer would be no. We could certainly list the house. Uh, I'd get a few roof quotes, pick the best one, and then we could figure that out in escrow. So the way that I've done this before when we had a wood shake roof mm-hmm. was we said we would we would upgrade up to, I think it was 16000 for the roof. Um, and then the buyer came in and said, you know, we'll go ahead with that if the appraiser calls it out. If the appraiser doesn't call it out, we want to use all of that for closing costs. Great. Appraiser okay. didn't call it out. They used it all for closing costs. They're on their own for their, for their roof. But um, easy easy problem to work with then as long as we know ahead of time and we can get some guidelines in order because FHA or VA may be more stringent and mm-hmm. we want to make sure we have a, a plan in place. But So yes. that's a good point. So there's two ways to look at that. One from the agent side, mm-hmm. right? Does the seller have the money to fix it? Yeah. Does yeah. Madhu have the money to fix it before close of escrow? Or uh, do we need to build an escrow? Right. And it can be paid out mm-hmm. of his proceeds at close. And the, from the lender side, it's whether it's called out for its health and safety. Obviously, right. normally a lender does not want to see any type of home inspection or roof inspection or pest inspection unless it's noted in the contract. Uh, however, if an appraiser looks at the roof and says, hey, it's it's sunken in or mm-hmm. it's missing a bunch of tiles, and, and if he calls that out and notes it as, an, as a concern in the appraisal, remember, an appraiser is not a contractor. He's not an inspector. He's he's there to appraise the value of the home and compare it to other recent sales from like homes in the area. But if he sees something, he has a, he has a civil obligation uh, to uh, a fiduciary to call out things that he thinks might be exclude them from qualifying for either a Fannie Mae loan or a HUD loan or a VA loan. And uh, if that's if it's called out, then we would need to see in the the underwriter could probably ask for a roof cert, a two year roof cert or something like that. And then if and if we decide that it's going to be done, it needs to be replaced. And if it's in really terrible condition, then the underwriter will ask that we do a reinspection. Uh, prior to close of the, you know, if the roof is being redone, the appraiser would go out, take pictures of the completed roof and note it that it's completely done and it's, it's sufficient and it meets all the, uh, whether, whatever lending needs required. So that's a really good question. Uh, but, and it goes for other repairs, right? Do you, are you running into that a lot these days? Yeah, I think it comes up pretty often where people have repairs that need to be done and and everybody wants to sell their home as is, which is certainly fine as long as we know what those repairs are. I do all the inspections up front so we do know what we're looking at. And then we see if we can bill that, you know, bill it to escrow. Is it a VA loan or an FHA? Does it make sense to do the work, bill it at the end of escrow? Or does it make sense to, you know, is it conventional? Is it somebody who's a contractor or a handyman and can do the work themselves and wants to take a credit on closing costs or purchase price? You know, great. as is, 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 is a 
Everybody as wants, is, is, is never as is. is never yeah. as is. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Uh, because it, 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 you're going to run into this problem not just with the first lender. You're going to run into it with any lender. We all have to play by the same rules. Sure. And it really depends on your agent and how they're going to negotiate that mm-hmm. that situation for you. So That being the key word, it mm-hmm. will be a negotiation. So this right. as is does not mean because I want X amount and it's as is, I'm going to get it. As is means that price of what needs to be done will be deducted from the as is price. You know? And that's one of the things that as an agent, you can actually look at that on the front end before you even start listing the house. You're going to identify that problem, right? I think that's a really important conversation Talk to about have. That a um, bit. I, I see that there's too many too many times people put things or agents put homes on the market um, that should be priced according to this as is price or priced according to the credits and repairs that are going to need to happen, rather than leading somebody to believe that their home is worth X when that's never ever going to happen. Right. And I think that's why we're seeing so many homes on the market for such a long stretch. Um, it, we're seeing a lot of expense that just never went anywhere. And I just, I don't think that that's a good way to do business. I want to be right. honest and upfront. And if your house is not going to sell for that amount, I, I, we're all going to be pretty irritated in 30 days. If we get to or this 60 point days and, you know, then we have or that, 80 yes, days. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think it's a better conversation. Just, you know, honest and, you know, true value opinion up front rather than having that conversation down the line. I, I truly believe that the market will talk to you and speak to you, right? Absolutely. It'll tell you whether you're doing mm-hmm. a good job or not. Uh, you may have a unique house sure. uh, that is completely different than the norm that may take a specific buyer. And, and that I agree with, but, but uh, even at that, even at that, when that happens and you, you know, this is what we do, I call in an appraiser and we right. make sure we have that value assessed up front and every single time the appraiser has been right. So when, <laughs> when a seller wants to know you know, that. go above that and say, well, I really want X amount, let's go 50,000 higher. We can go on the market for that, but we usually end up getting less because 75 days has elapsed. And now everyone, the market figures there's something wrong with your property. So that's a good question. I, I kind of wanted to ask you uh, about that. Um, I'm not sure we have enough time. When we come back, I want to ask you, and I'll give you a little heads up. If a, will, will, will an agent offer fifty dollars to $100,000 less than asking price oh, I on, a, on a particular I home? will. <laughs> All right, folks. You're listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. Again, our text line is 916-806-0606. We'll be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Golofsky. All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending in Real Estate. My name is Eric. I'm here with Jessica Couch. Um, during the break, we were you know, having a conversation about some of our, um, I would say, um, buyers and sellers that sometimes can be difficult. Everybody thinks, including me, that my house is worth more than my neighbors or anybody else's in town. <laughs> Do you find that uh, to be the case? Yes, all the time. In fact, you know, we were having this conversation during the break, and I think this is the reason that I like to call in an appraiser any time that it's it's not a track neighborhood and we have something special, mm-hmm. just so we know what that number is. Um, but there was a, a seller not too long ago where I, I had an appraisal. And I called a local appraiser that we know. He came out, gave me a very fair estimate. As a matter of fact, I had two appraisals done up front on this property, so I was very aware of what the number was, and the seller chose to price it 50 thousand dollars over where the suggested mark was Mm -hmm. so after six months um we had moved down you know twenty thousand dollars but we weren't where we needed to be and i ended up with an offer that was a hundred and fifty thousand dollars less than asking price well let me ask you a question if if, and as an agent if you Mm -hmm. see a home that's been on the home that's been on the market for 70 80 days Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts 
Um, I'm coming for you. We're getting a really good deal. I'm going after, you know, I'm asking for a huge price reduction. I'm asking for closing costs. You're a prime candidate of someone who now feels very vulnerable because your house was mispriced from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You were given misinformation from somebody Mm -hmm. or you were led to believe this was a good idea. And now that it's been sitting for this long, you're you're a prime candidate for just, you know, sucker punch of a really, really low offer. Or or the seller's just going to turn it down and say... That, what I find is when we, you know, like this, this case, this house uh, as a case in point, when we did get an offer at 150 less, the seller said the least I'll take is, you know, 25, 25,000 less than where we should have been priced at the beginning. And as soon as I moved the needle on the price, my phone rang off the hook because now it was a very, very reasonable priced home. So I think that's the big difference. If we go on the market with something reasonable or too low, you are going to be flooded with offers. You can't go wrong. Whereas if you go on the market too high, it could work against you. All right. You heard it here, folks. If you want an honest evaluation of your home, give Jessica a call at Uh, 916-532-8916. All right. Hey, we've got a text question from Steve in Fremont. Uh, Steve's asking, can I use business funds for the purchase of my new home? Uh, Great question. We come up with this all the time. A lot of self-employed borrowers out there that... um, you know, they keep, they park money in their business account, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to take it and move it over and have it taxable income. So they leave a lot, some funds in their business. Uh, the rules state, yes, we can. However, which CPAs hate, we will ask that you have your tax preparer write a letter uh, on his stationery stating that uh, the use of business funds will not derogatorily affect your business. Hmm. Now, CPAs hate have been told by their own trade magazines and their own governing boards not to write those letters. It opens them up to liability. Uh, and, and it's very difficult these days. But, you know, that's why it's so important to identify the funds you need on your purchase and move it over a couple months earlier. Well, and right? I was thinking, like, how else could you avoid that? If you're self-employed and you have a corporation, mm-hmm. could you give yourself a, a larger disbursement? Or, yeah. yeah, distribution. It's or still as bigger. long as it's being sourced from that okay. account. Uh, if you have a history of quarterly distributions and you take it, if you all of a sudden decide you've never taken a distribution in your life and you're going to move over $100,000 mm-hmm. to use in this business transaction two weeks before you close, yeah, it's pretty much use of business funds. It's okay. not really a distribution. So, it, it, and again, these are such important things that can avoid a whole lot of headaches. And I bring this up because I'm dealing with one right now that um, it, talk to your lender. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, how, how, how can yeah, we avoid exactly. this? Is this just having a conversation with you up front where you say, okay, yes. you want to avoid PMI. This is the amount that we need down. Sure. And you're creating this plan from the beginning. And in creating the plan, you've put all the pieces into order so you don't Absolutely. end up with that problem. And you and I have a home buyer event coming up on September 13th. Yeah. Uh, and this is the kind of things we talk about is is preparing, going through the pre-approval process, identifying what your out-of-pocket costs are going to be, what uh, programs you qualify for, what your payment's going to be at certain mm-hmm. pay, uh, price So that's part of what we do. And I think we should talk about that when we come back. Yeah. All right, folks, you are listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. My name is Eric Olofsky. We will be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. My name is Eric. I'm here with Jessica Couch. And before the break, we were kind of talking about use of business funds and, and what you can do and what you can't do and how to get prepared. And, and if you're ready to sit down and, and stop paying your landlord's mortgage this year, uh, we have a home buyer event. Uh, September 13th. And this is exactly what we do. Uh, we're not trying to sell you any CD cram courses, make money in real estate. We're not selling you pictures of 
<laughs> you actually won't be do. sold anything yeah, exactly. at all. Mm-hmm. This is just a workshop just to ask those questions. This is that just you one of our radio yeah. shows yeah. that you can you can interact with and ask questions. And we're going to cover everything. We're going to cover how a lender looks at your income, what funds can be used during a down payment for down payment, what a gift entails, um, what uh, how a gift is actually given because mm-hmm. the wrong way is can be huge. Right. Uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to give funds. We're going to talk to you about programs. And Jessica and I were talking during the break about some of the down payment assistance programs out there. They are great for a certain piece of the puzzle. They have a use and uh, they all have. And, and, you know, my grandma used to tell me nothing's free in this life. And it's exactly the same with some of those programs. Yeah. In fact, most of those programs, you're all paying a premium interest rate for them. However, you can borrow up to 104% of the purchase price of the house via first, second, and third for down, for like the Calhefa down payment assistance programs out there. There are so many grants out there and so many other programs out there, but they all have a cost. Right. A lot of times there's huge origination fees, especially on the Calhefa. Lenders mm-hmm. can charge, believe it or not. They're loaning you 104%, but they can charge legally up to 3% on those types on of loans. On top of your 104. On, tops, on mm-hmm. tops of your other uh, your other closing costs. So um, it's about, and we talk about it all the time as a consumer, we want to help you achieve the power of knowledge, especially, right. and have that be empowered when you're out looking at a home and, and you're working with Jessica and you know exactly when you make that offer on that sign on that line, when you're offering on a piece of property, exactly what... That entails what what the sale what how do you're going to get your offer accepted? Jessica's going to explain to you about uh, inspections, what to look for, what to do after your offer is accepted. We're going to explain the whole process and go through income, assets, credit. We're going to tell you exactly how to read your credit report, what a lender's looking for, how that impacts your interest rate, and what type of loan program you use. So this is kind of a, just a place to come and ask questions. And believe it or not, they've lasted anywhere from an hour and 45 minutes to three or four hours, depending on feedback that we get. And you get some really, really good food. We're going to have a really top uh, end uh, restaurant uh, cater it. And if nothing else, just come and meet us, say hello and ask questions. We're not going to ask you for any personal information. Uh, we're just going to, no one is going to be asked to give their social. You're not going to be sold a thing. You're going to get a binder with a lot of information and have a place to, you know, get all of your questions answered. I'm not going to pull your credit report up on my big screen (laughs) and analyze it in front of a room full of people. It's not going to happen. But what we can do is actually just, again, let you ask questions and give you the power of knowledge. Because like we talked about earlier in the show when we started is that, you know, we're hearing the right questions being asked. We're hearing that people are, are, are doing their research and the internet's a wonderful thing, but a lot of the things on the internet have, are outdated and mm-hmm. guidelines have changed. So it's a great place to come and interact and say hello, eat some good food. And if you want to reserve a spot, give me a call 925-203-5808. 925-203-5808. Um, you mentioned earlier, uh, made a comment about, you know, one of the things about one of the things we'll cover is buying their interest rate down. What does that mean? Right? Yeah. Um, and our, and basically, you, a lot of people have heard the term points. You're basically right. prepaying interest, being charged points. Uh, mortgage points can also be called discount points and their fees paid directly to a lender at closing in exchange for a reduced interest rate. <clears throat> kind of like it's called buying down a rate, which right. can lower your monthly mortgage payments. So let's say a hundred thousand dollar loan amount. One point would cost you a thousand dollars. In essence, you're just paying your, like I said, you're prepaying upfront interest in exchange for a lower rate. Now let's just take some simple numbers. How does that look on a, like say a $200,000 loan? Um, 
with no points, let's say your interest rate's four and a half percent. One point, your interest rate would be four and a quarter. So that would be our two hundred thousand dollar loans. You would pay two thousand dollars. Your payment would drop from a thousand thirteen dollars to nine hundred eighty three dollars. Saves you about twenty nine dollars a month. Okay, not a huge savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your break even time, meaning that the time to recoup that twenty nine dollars a month, that two thousand dollar cost, would be about sixty eight months. Interesting. And it would save you about ten thousand. If you kept that loan for ten thousand or for thirty years, it would save you ten thousand six hundred and sixteen dollars. So you're paying two thousand dollars to save ten thousand dollars over thirty years. So you, this is something you could help someone look at the, exactly. the bigger picture yeah. and see if it's worth their their upfront money rather than borrowing. It becomes at the a rate. simple math equation uh-huh. of whether it's worth your time and money. And, and when interest rates were low, and, and they're still low. I, we really didn't. It was my advice to keep your cash, then use it. But as interest rates rise, we're getting asked this question a lot. In fact, I was on vacation in Maui uh, uh, last month, and and I saw an ad in the paper. It said it had a super low interest rate. I was like, wow. And up in a small corner, it said two and a half points cost. Wow. So I mean, people are starting to market that way again as interest rate rise. As interest rate rise, markets going and, and advertisers is going to accommodate that. So again, you got to be on the lookout to do those types of things. And and let's just take a a simple. Um, a simple, uh, 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 just, and it's not like a, a, a point, like a, that, that example there was a point for a quarter point. It's not linear like that. Let's just say, I mean, you're talking about minimum dollars per month. Right. Uh-huh. So again, is it worth buying it out? It all has to do with how long you're going to be in the home, right? But I, if I your do breaking point's 12 years, um, life cycle of a loan is still seven years. Right. But that's something you're going to go over with everybody. And I I think when you hear this, you know, great teaser rate, I get questions from buyers and they go, would this be better? And I say, well, let's sit down with Eric. Let's go over the whole number. Right. All a simple math equation. Again, if you want to reserve a spot at our home buyer event, give me a call. 925-203-5808-925-203-5808. We'll be right back after this. It's real life lending with financial services expert, Eric Golofsky. All right, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. My name is Eric Olofsky. I'm here with Jessica Couch. Um, Jessica, I know we've got a lot of investors listening, leaning into the radio right now. Why don't you tell us about, uh, you have an up-and-coming property. We do. I have an up-and-coming single-family residence uh, in the low 300s. It is a newer property built in 2001, uh, right next to a high school. It's in the Antelope area. Um, Good neighborhood. And then I want to mention there's a couple duplexes that um, do meet the qualifying factors. So if you are someone looking for a multifamily, um, I had posted yesterday about about a, a duplex. It's in a, um, it's in a questionable area. I'll give you that. But the uh, cap rate was over a seven. So, you know, without saying what work needs to be done, there are still deals out there. And one of the investors that I called from the show um, has a out of state property that they're having good luck with. And it's a townhouse. Mm-hmm. And they were becoming very disgruntled with the duplexes that we have in the area. They didn't like, you know, they, they just didn't love the areas for the price point and the cap rate. Right. So they asked me to look mm-hmm. into townhomes and condos. And there's a few condos that do meet the over 7% cap rate. And we're talking spending 150000 I have the HOA right. tied into that number. So if you are an investor you know, and you want to spend one hundred and fifty, or you want to go up to four fifty, there is something out there for you if we discuss criteria, find out what you're after, how long-term this is. Exactly. You know, we we gotta, and it's all about you. tailoring it to your needs because there's right. so much property out there with so many different options. I've actually got a 12-unit that I know of coming up that's off-market. Wait, listed where? Listed for one seven. 
which is it's it's a pretty good deal. What area? It. It's in the in Northern California, Sacramento area. I'll tell you off the air. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so if somebody <laughs> wants to see it, give Jessica a call. Your phone number? Uh, 916-532-8916. I love 12 units. Yeah, I love that. I mean, because this way you can 1031 exchange. Absolutely. I, that's still a, a difficult factor and for a lot And we talk about it all investors. the time. I know you own some investment properties. I've been investing, and I'm going through one that's not so positive experience for me right now. Uh, so again, let my lumps be your lumps. <laughs> let me take the fall for you. Uh, I've made plenty of mistakes over the years in, in real estate investing. And I, th- you know, even, even the most seasoned investor can miss something. And I think that's one of the things we can provide all the cool graphs and the charts and the return on investment and the cash on cash and, and all those cool things. But I think more importantly is, is giving you our two cents about you know, driving that property at all times of the day. 10 o'clock a.m. is not the same at 10 p.m. when you drive by that house. And things that we've learned throughout the years, if you're an experienced investor or you just want to maybe start buying about your your first new investment property, you know, give us a call and and we'll set up a plan for you. Jessica will get the criteria. We'll talk about financing, whether it be commercial. And remember, anything over four units is now a commercial loan. It's going to put more weight on the property and uh, the property is going to have to cash flow uh, as more importantly than your financial. So there's a lot of different options out there. You know, I, I know that um, the new experienced folks out there think that, you know, the market is the market is the market, but it's changing a little bit. It to get those like larger multifamily day. deals, you have to know somebody. They're all off market. I would agree with that. I've, I've got buyers that are ready to spend $10, 20000000 million on property, and they can't find anything because those properties are all being dealt by a few brokers mm-hmm. in the Bay Area that are all off market. It's all mm-hmm. word of mouth. So uh, those are the relationships that we've fostered over the years. If you want to learn and, and you want to see what's on the market or what's up and coming and you want to get our two cents and and just going to show you drive you to fresno to show you some property <laughs> give us a call 925-203-5808 what else you got jessica let's see got what one. else do we have coming up we have our home buyers event we've got some uh, off-market properties we always have new properties i want you to give your, your contact info one time because you have some special incentives for all our listeners your contact info i do 916-532-8916 or jesscouchteam.com and I, I do think that's important when you're selling a property you should really interview a couple realtors so mm-hmm. you know what you're getting or what you're not getting and really weigh the difference because Absolutely. as a seller you're paying for all of that and uh, on our end if you're a licensed NMLS loan officer, we are continuously growing. We are going to be national here in the next few months. Uh, if you want to have the last job you're ever going to have in this industry, give me a call. I'd love to buy you lunch. And if you're an agent down there in the Bay Area, we have a lot of referrals we'd love to give you. 916-806-0606. Give me a call. Give me a text. We'll be here next week, same time. Thanks for listening. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Golofsky. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.